Joel, you want to know something? What? Every now and then, say what the f What the f gives you freedom? Freedom brings opportunity. Opportunity makes your future. If you can't say it, you can't do it. Welcome to Sailing in the Mediterranean podcast. I'm your host. My name is Franz. So today I don't have an interview with anybody. I'm going to answer a question from one of my listeners. But before I get to that specific question, let me thank a few people. Sean Sexton, you wrote me an email. You gave me an opinion on whether I should give you my (laughs) rants and a little bit of my personal life. Uh, as an introduction to the podcast, you're in the, nah, you don't want to really hear about my personal life camp. But you also gave me a couple suggestions for people that I might interview, and I'm going to reach out to them and see if we could do a couple interviews with them. So thanks for the heads up on the people. You mentioned uh, Skipper Dean Rao and uh, another person, so I will reach out to them and see if we can get them on. Another listener that wrote in was Nelson Pigeon, and he suggested that I interview Dylan Winter, he produces some YouTube videos, which he enjoys, which are called Keep Turning Left. And it's about a sailor, I guess, in the British Isles, sailing around the British Islands in a westerly centaur. And Nelson said he wants to learn about the boat. So I reached out to Dylan Winter, and we've been going back and forth, and we're having a hard time getting a good Skype connection. I gather he lives on his boat, and he's in a marina in England some, somewhere. I'll find out when I talk to him. But the Wi-Fi connection is somewhat sketchy. So hopefully I'll be able to get an interview done with Dylan in the next few weeks. Before we go to the main content of today's podcast, let me do my quick advertisement. If you're studying for the ASA 101, 103, or 104, or if you want to learn to sail, I can't teach you to sail. You've got to get on a boat to learn to sail. But I can teach you some of the fundamentals in an audio course that I've produced. These are audio courses that are available at the website medsailor.com and it's not going to replace books but if you like to learn while driving a car or exercising they are available. They range in oh boy some some of them are about nine hours long. There's three different audio books you can get and they're available at the website and they're I think in the neighborhood of nine hours long. There's 16 lessons It will pretty much prepare you for the written portion of the ASA 101, 103, or 104 exam, but you do need to sit down with paper charts and especially in the piloting section of the 104 and be able to plot out courses on paper charts. And I can't do that in an audio course, but I can teach you the fundamentals, the the terminology. And if you're just starting out sailing, let me suggest that you go ahead and get the ASA 101 series of lessons. That's going to teach you the terminology of sailing, which is a big part of the sport of sailing, understanding <laughs> what the different parts of a boat are and what they're called and the different maneuvers and why they're called that. So that's my advertisement. Let's get on to the main content of this podcast today. And this comes from a listener. And I've talked about this section of Greece before, but maybe I'm just going to go over it again. I might have a few things that I remember Uh, that I'll bring up in this podcast that I haven't talked in previous podcasts. So you long-term listeners that have listened to me talk about the area of the Ionian Islands, 
If you don't want to hear it again, go ahead and just wait for next week's podcast. Or go ahead and listen and give me some suggestions. Oh, one other thing I want to say before we get into the content of the podcast. If you like my podcast, would you go in and write a quick review in the iTunes directory? I did get one new review since last week, and that's from Chicago RJ. And it says, this podcast always delivers interesting people and places. Franz is a good interviewer. Someday I hope to sail in some of the places discussed. In the meantime, I've learned a lot that I can apply to my own boat. Thanks, Chicago. I appreciate the review. I really appreciate it. So if you want to support the podcast, go into the iTunes directory and write an honest review. I'd appreciate it. Okay, so let's get on to the subject of this letter that I'm going to be responding to. And this is from Mike. Mike says, I've been your listener for some time now. Really enjoy your podcast. The recent interviews are fantastic. Love the background info on the marine industry. Keep them coming. The question I have is, do you have any suggestions for an itinerary in the Ionian? My wife and I will be taking our one-year-old son on his first yachting experience. We'll be going to Lefkus in September. We're chartering a 40-foot Bavaria for seven days, just looking for some advice. Would love to be a guest on your show after we come back if you're interested. Yeah, Mike, when you get back from that trip this summer... Give me a call. Let's talk about it. Now, I'll give you my suggestions. I've sailed a lot in the Ionians. And in front of me at the computer here, I have uh, Google Earth on, and also I have Google Maps, so I can jog my memory as we talk. Now, you're leaving out of Lefkus, which is a great full-service, uh, fully-sheltered port. It's at the end of a long canal, and, and as you come out of the marina, you have the opportunity of turning left, which will take you north or south, which is going to take you continuing down the canal into uh, what I consider the main Ionian Islands. If you go north, and I wouldn't suggest you do this with only a week, you're going to have plenty of places to go if you head south. But if you go north, you would head up to the first town would be Previsa, which is on the coast. From Previsa, there's a big inland uh, sea there, which is called the Abrican Gulf. So you'd go through Previsa and into the Gulf. We did that for one overnight one time when I was up there. It's murky water. It's not particularly interesting. It's surrounded by basically farmland. And so the water from, or the irrigation water for the runoff water from the farmland tends to make this gulf very murky. So it's not particularly attractive to swimming. I jumped in the water and there were a few jellyfish around me, not the type that sting, but it wasn't really an attractive place to go. Also, there's some areas that are very shallow, so you have to be careful where you're sailing in that gulf. So I wouldn't suggest you go out to Previsa and into that gulf. Also, if you go north, when you go out of Lefkus and you go north, you'll come to a bridge before you can get into the main, uh, the main Mediterranean. And you have to wait for that bridge to open. So you'll sort of, there'll be boats on both sides of the bridge waiting for the bridge to open so you can pass. Uh, and so that's going to delay you somewhat if you want to head north from Lefkus. It's called the Lefkus Canal. So my suggestion is that you head south. Now, if you head south you're going to go down this long canal and you have to stay in the channel. And as soon as you get out of that canal, depending on what time of day you are able to leave the marina, I'll tell you where I've stopped for overnights uh, after exiting this canal. One time we were coming down, I think we were coming down from Paxi. And so it was getting late in the day 
And so I just pulled right over just as I got out of the Lefkis Canal to a quick left and went into a little harbor there, which is called, well, actually, I don't, I'm looking at the maps and I don't see even a name for it, but it's just a little bite. And on the, if you go up in there, it's a little U-shaped bite. And as you head up into this bite, you'll see a bunch of fishing boats that are tied up on the south side of this bite. And you can anchor in there. I anchored in there one night. It was okay. There's really nothing there. It's just a, a overnight anchorage. There's not even a restaurant on the, on the beach, which is unusual for Greece. So usually there's restaurants everywhere. But that would be a place to stop if you want to. There's also a marina directly across from it, but it's pretty much a marina for small boats. You can't really get into that with a, with a decent-sized boat unless you can get right up to the key. And it's pretty touchy. I've never gone to that marina. And that marina is called Ligia Harbor, L-I-G-I-A Harbor. So if you don't want to stop either one of those places, really the next place to stop uh, for an overnight is a, a couple other anchorages. One has a big a big fish farm out the, out the side of it. And I don't know about you, but I don't really like swimming around fish farms. There's a lot of <laughs> fish sewage that comes out of fish farms. But there's also Varco Beach, and that's a good overnight anchorage as well. And there's going to be some restaurants along the beach there, Varcos, which would be off to your left or off to the east as you're heading down or heading south from Lefkis. So that would be another place you could overnight. I haven't overnight there, but I've seen boats that have come out of there. I've been through there just to a flyby. I've never stayed overnight. Beautiful beaches, by the way, there. If you want to just get off and go up to the beach, those are some beautiful beaches there. So those would be the closest places to overnight. The next place you might head down to is Nidri. Nidri is another big charter base. A lot of charter companies operate out of Nidri. The charter company you're operating out of, the Levkus Marina, when I first sailed into the Ionians, that marina wasn't even there. Uh, years later, it started construction, and now it's a fully developed, full-service marina in Lefkis Town, which is fairly close to the Previsa Airport where you're going to be flying into. And the reason I suggest that you head south is you're just not going to have enough time to really see both the northern Ionian Islands and the southern Ionian Islands. It's sort of like you need to choose one direction or the other. And since you have a one-year-old on board, I'd go for the calm waters of uh, this, the Ionian Islands, which include uh, Meganesi, Ithaca, uh, the area around Nidri. It's not an anchorage, but it's always nice to go see where Onassis has his mansion and moored his boat, which is Scorpios Island. And it's just basically to the east and south a little bit, maybe maybe about four miles away from Nidri. Nidri's a so-so town. I've never found it particularly interesting. It's a big charter base. I've walked up and down the street a few times. It's kind of noisy. Uh, there's some good anchorage in Nidri. I was blown out of an anchorage one time. In the middle of the night, I came around to Nidri and anchored where there's a lot of other boats that anchor there. So it's a good anchorage, good good holding so if you have a storm and you need good holding, the anchorage just off of Nidri, just to the east of Nidri, you'll see a lot of other boats anchored there as well. It's a good place to anchor. It's got good holding, very, very thick mud. So that will be a place to go in a, in a storm. And your, your boat would probably be okay. You could probably take the dinghy and go wander around the town, which I did not find particularly interesting. South of Nidri, there's a big bay there. Uh, you can also anchor in the bay, but some of the bay gets 
pretty deep, so you have to be careful where you go in that bay. So Nidri, unless you really need to, I'd probably give it a pass. Scorpios Island is is worth a flyby. You can't, you really can't anchor overnight on Scorpios. It's really not a good anchorage unless you pick up the mooring that uh, is in front of the Onassis Pier. I, I, you're not really supposed to. You're not supposed to land on Scorpios. But there's a lot of, a lot of tourist boats that go out there and run around it, so you won't be alone out there. Meganesi Island is a fun island, and it's going to be the next island you come to. And there's there's several choices you have in Meganesi Island. There's there's Port Spelia, which I've been to several times. There's not many places to tie up there. There's some anchorages way at the very end, but they may be deep water anchorages unless you can get fairly close in. So if you go there, you sort of have to walk up the hill to get to the village, which is kind of a fun little walk. So it's worth stopping in there if you have the time, if you can tie up to the marina. Not really the marina, the key there. There's a concrete key you can tie up to. There's usually a couple of floating piers that you can tie up to, but the actual village is up the hill. So you have to walk up the hill to get to the village. And it's it's a nice walk, a couple of switchbacks, uh, I guess about three switchbacks to get up to the village. And the village is sort of a little picture-perfect village, so it's worth dro- walking up to that village, maybe have dinner up there. So that's a town worth visiting. The next isle- next place over to the east is Vathi. Uh, I've anchored there. Get in there fairly early in the day if you want to anchor there because it gets filled up fairly quickly. I I felt that uh, it was not as, as charming as Port Spelia, but there's more places to tie up there as well. Now, continuing east on Meganesi Island, there's lots of little bites and anchorages you can go into. I'm not going to go into them, but there's lots of places to anchor, both on the north side of Meganesi Island and the south side. So you can work your way. You could spend a week just wandering around Meganesi Island. I'm sure you're not going to want to, but you could. Now, to the east of Meganesi Island, there's a couple islands that... Uh, you're sort of out of the way if you go over there. There's Virco Bay, Milta Bay, the big island of Calamos. Now, around Calamos, there's a harbor, a fully protected harbor on the south side. I didn't find it particularly interesting. Some people did, but you can be the judge of that for yourself if you decide to go there. Also, to the south of Calamos Island is Castos Island. And Castos Island I found a little more interesting. It's a smaller island. There's a big bay in that island. And there's just a tiny little village in this bay. And this bay is called, if I see if I can find the name of the bay. Well, I guess it's just called Castos Port. And so if you go into this port, it's not really a port. You might be able to tie up to the quay, but most of the time you're going to be anchored in this port. So when I pulled in this port a long time ago, there was a big floating gill net draped all the way across this port. So you had to go around this gill net to find the anchorage on the other side of it. So after I'd anchored, I thought, well, I'm going to go take a look at that. So I put on my mask and snorkel and swam along this entire floating gill net. So what I mean by floating, the buoys are on top of the water, but the gill gill net itself is suspended below the buoys along a long line. And it was about mm, probably at least 200 yards long. So I swam the entire length of this gill net, and I saw, I think, two, maybe three fish at the most caught in the gill net. And I thought, wow, that's a lot of work to get two fish also, I saw a uh, Greek farmer loading up his herd of goats into a boat, into an open boat 
in that port. <laughs> they went sailing off, I should say not sailing, motoring off to another place. I'm not sure where they were going, but I thought that was pretty interesting to see them try to get all the goats in this. It wasn't that big of a boat. It was a, oh, maybe maybe 25 feet long by about six or seven feet wide, but it was an outboard, open board, uh, outboard, so I guess more of a skiff than anything else that they were hauling these goats around with. So I've only really spent one night there. A lot of people like Castos Harbor. I think I heard Kim from Sailing Britannica did a couple um, YouTube videos from that harbor. So if you watch her YouTube video, you can get a little flavor for it there. So that's pretty much that part of the Ionians. Now, there's another island to the south and west of Castos, and it really doesn't have an anchorage at all. I've gone over there and spent a night, but it was a really rolly night, and that's the island of Atoko. So on the south end of Atoko, there's a really a marginal anchorage, and if you have any weather at all, you're going to be blown out of there very quickly. But let's get on to my favorite islands uh, of the Ionian chain, which would be Ithaca and Kefalonia. Now, Ithaca is probably my favorite island in the chain, and, and you're going in September, so you're going to have some unsettled weather. That time of year, you could get some nasty, nasty weather. I, I was sailing in Croatia in September. That's the only time I've sailed in September, and, and the weather starts to change fairly significantly about that time of year. So you may have an absolutely perfect week, or you might have a rainy and stormy week. It's pretty unpredictable. That's when the winds and the weathers really start to change in the Mediterranean. But heading over to Ithaca, my favorite port of all time, I hate to really say this because more and more people are going to go there, is a little port called Kioni. And to me, this is the classic, picture-perfect, little Greek harbor. And one summer I spent sailing the Ionians. I spent basically two months sailing the Ionians. I kept coming back to this harbor, kept coming back, kept coming back. Every different crew change I'd have, I'd go back to this port. And by the, by the time, by the end of the summer, everybody in the village knew who I was. So they said, oh, you're back again. I said, yeah. So it's nice to actually go back over and over again because you almost come, become a local when you have that opportunity to do that. But if you're going to go there, you better get there early because it fills up very quickly, at least in June, July, and August. September, it may not be so bad, but June, July, uh, August, that port will fill up with flotillas. It will be jam-packed. Since I've started sailing in the Greek area, in, in the Ionians, it's become probably one of the most popular areas in the world for chartering vessels. So you are probably going to have more company than you really want with flotillas and other charters and uh, a lot of inexperienced sailors anchoring. It's always good entertainment for the evening to watch people come in and anchor. And, you know, you can learn from their mistakes. Hopefully you will, you'll, you'll provide your fair share of entertainment along the way as well, just like I have. Now, Keone's South of another little port called Fricas. Uh, Fricas, uh, I've, I've been in a couple times. The bad part of Fricas is um, it's fairly well protected, except that when the ferries go by offshore, they, they throw a huge wake into that port. And if you're rafted next to another boat, make darn sure that you're 
spreaders are, lo- are, are offset from the spreaders on the other boats because you will start rolling back and forth, back and forth when these, when these waves come in, when these rollers come in from the wakes of the big ferries, the fast ferries that go by offshore. So be aware of that. One of my favorite things to do is, and I've done this several times, I've been anchored in Keone, got up relatively early in the morning, and by early I mean maybe 10 o'clock in the morning, motored around, and usually in the summer at that time there's no wind at all. So as you work your way around the north side of Ithaca, there's a couple big bays, but there's really no anchorages in those big bays. Fricus is really the last anchorage until you get to the other side of the island, the western side of the island, and there's a little town there, uh, and I've anchored there one time, called Polis, and there's one little restaurant there, but not much else. But anyway, motor around the north side. About the time that you're around the north side, the wind's going to start picking up, and then you can have a beautiful, beautiful flat water downhill run all the way to the south end of Ithaca, and then work your way around to the east side of Ithaca and then back up. About the time you're heading north again, the wind may have come up fairly strong. And so you can either tack your way north or start the engine and motor your way north. There's a couple little anchorages just around the corner, and I've spent nights in those. Let's see if I can find you a name of one. Uh, not really, but there's a little, little tiny island off the coast of Ithaca. And between that island and Ithaca itself, just south of that is a good anchorage. It gets a little rolly at night, and there's actually a pretty strong current that goes between that little island in Ithaca. I've gone swimming, and if I hadn't had my fins on, I would have been (laughs) pushed away from the boat. And so I was able to swim back to the boat. So there's a fairly strong current that goes through that little pass between that little island. But I wouldn't normally recommend you stop there. I'd recommend you continue around uh, the north end of that area and into the town of Ithaca the actual town of Ithaca. It's a big bay. It's all around, it's all around shelter, uh, and it's kind of an interesting town. I've rented scooters on Ithaca and ridden all over the island, and if you have the opportunity to do that, I'm not sure I'd do it with a one-year-old, but it's fun to do. It's fun to do. All right, so that's Ithaca. Ithaca is probably my favorite island in the Ionians. The next place you're probably going to want to go to is Fiscardo, which is on Kefalonia. You and everybody else in the world is going to be heading into Fiscardo on Kefalonia. And it's a, a beautiful village, but it is absolutely jam-packed in the summer with charter boats. So if you're going to go there, uh, get there early and <laughs> stake out your spot because it will fill up. Every spot in that bay will fill up. The town itself is delightful. There's <laughs> lots and lots of restaurants, and tourism is their main industry. Heading down the east coast of Kefalonia, going south along the east coast, there's a couple little places you can pull in and anchor just south of Fiscardo. There's a, a bay in there uh, just right around the corner. I've actually taken a dinghy to it when I've been anchored in Fiscardo and uh, swam in this bay. It's a beautiful bay to swim in, and you can actually anchor in there. And I don't see a name of it. Okay, it's called Foki Beach. F-O-K-I Beach. If you want to if you want to get out of the hustle and bustle of Fiscardo, that's a beautiful place to anchor. There's a couple other little inlets down the coast, but I don't think they're safe for anchorage or too deep of anchorages. The next place down the coast that you really want to consider anchoring is going to be way down south in Agia Efima. A-G-I-A-E-F-I-M-A. 
And that's a port, a pretty safe port with moorings and a big key. And I've actually changed crews in that port one time. And that would be an okay place for a night stay over. I didn't find the town particularly interesting. But if you're working your way down the coast and you want to just go somewhere else for a change, that would be another place to go. Where they filmed the movie Corelli's, Corelli's Mandolin was down in just to the south of Aya Ephema to the town of Sami. And Sami has a couple marinas. The last time I did a road trip, the marinas were pretty full. There's one town key that you can come into and, and drop an anchor and back up to the key. That's what I've always done when I've been there. The town um, is not really very interesting, but that's where Captain Corelli's Mandolin was filmed, or Corelli's Mandolin, the movie Corelli's Mandolin, was filmed in that town. I had a crew change in that town one time, and they had to catch a flight uh, from Kefalonia back to, main, back to Athens. And so we rented a car there, and we thought, oh, it's going to be a 15-minute drive. Well, it was about an hour and a half drive to get over the mountain and to the airport. So if you have to do that, be careful. It's a long ways away. That's a very, very mountainous island. And we got lost a couple times. I've driven the roads a lot now because I kept the car for another couple of days and drove all the way around the island. But it's it's a long it's a long ways away. It's not close. So if you have to catch a flight or if you have any crew members that need to catch a flight, Give yourself plenty of time. Also, I was looking, I've told this story on the podcast. I was trying to find a place to do the laundry in Sammy. Uh, no such luck. I had to get over to the main town of Argostolo to find a, a laundry, which, <laughs> which was an hour and a half, an hour drive to get over there, an hour drive to get back to do laundry. I have not been really any further south um, than the next port down, which is Pronos Bay. And it's really not worth the effort to go down there. Uh, it's got a couple little restaurants, but not very interesting. But that's where a big that's where the ferries come and go from. So it's basically a ferry port, and not much else in a ferry port. I haven't been south of there. I haven't been around the um, south side of Kefalonia or the west side of Kefalonia. I've driven my car around the west side of Kefalonia. And if you're coming around from the north side of Kefalonia, there's an anchorage that you might want to check out that I haven't done. But I'd, you'd go out of Fiscardo and head around the north end of the island, and then in south, and that's called Ormos Asso, or Ormos Asos, or Harbor Asos. I've seen boats anchored in there, and it's a pretty little harbor. But if the wind's blowing from the north, you have no protection. So be careful. if It's, it's open to the north. That's going to fill up more than a week of your time, just checking out those places. If you wanted to head north, you're going to be exposed to the big waves with a one-year-old on board. I probably wouldn't. This whole area here I've been talking about, you're pretty well protected from the waves. It's pretty much flat water sailing. There's some islands very far to the east across from Ithaca. I haven't been to any of those, but I've read of other boats that have been there. There's a couple nice little anchorages over there. But I can't give you any personal experience on, on it. I may go there next time I work my way west through the Mediterranean. I'll probably stop and check those places out. And you're not going to get any. You're not going to get into the Gulf of Corinth, so there's no point in talking about any further anything further there. Now, the next island to the south, I have no experience in. That's the island of Zakynthos. 
it would be a long haul for you to get down to Zakynthos and back up to Levkus in a week. That is if you want to stop and see anything. So I think there's not that many people that visit Zakynthos. When I looked at the pilot, I didn't see anything there that made me want to go to Zakynthos. If you're a beach dweller, there's lots of nice beaches down there, but you're a sailor. You're not a beach person. So that's, that's it. That's my suggestion. That's really all I can give you on this uh, that I can think of off the top of my head. Hope that helps you. Thanks for the question, and please listen to next week's podcast. Joe, do you have something to tell me? No, I don't think so. I just got off the telephone with Bill Rutherford. Princeton can use a guy like Joe. What? Princeton can use a guy like Joe. His exact words. That's unbelievable. You're as good as in. I knew you could do it. Haven't I been telling you every once in a while, you just got to say, what the heck, and take some chances. You are so right. You've made me very proud. I was just thinking where we might be 10 years from now, you know? <laughs> Thank you.